So a lot of people are stressed all over the world right now about things that they feel are out of their control, that they want to do and fix and make better, but they can't. One in point being their finances, money, right? A lot of people are hurting for money right now. And if that's you listening to this podcast, it was meant for you. Allah brought it to you because all over the world, there are people like you who are struggling, right? We have um, a pandemic that's been happening for a long time, but before that pandemic, people were having money problems, right? But with the pandemic going on, and now we have um, all types of additional lockdowns, mandates. Some people had private businesses that are now overnight destroyed or just really having challenges because of papers for vaccinations. Like for example, if people want to patronize their restaurant, they have to come in with papers. People are seeing, um, you know, lower numbers of people coming in because they don't have the requirements or they're turned off or they're scared to dine with others um, who are unvaccinated. We have all types of issues like that. And then we have issues where people have to go back to work. They have to go back to work and face um, the new regulations in their job, right? vaccination, no vaccination, paper, no paper, COVID test every week, whatever it is that you're going through, it is posing some challenges that are not just affecting health and, you know, in relations to the pandemic, it's also hitting the bank, right? It's getting into our finances. So in today's podcast, we're going to cover what you should be doing as a Muslim. What is the proper response? Like what should you be doing right now to ease your worries and fix your bottom line with money? Let's get into it right now. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, a licensed educator of 20 years, a mom of five, and a big sister to the community, helping women all over the world grow and thrive and become women of impact. And we're doing it together as a community. Now, just a reminder, if you're inside of Thrive Muslim, we're on day two of our Find Your True Purpose Challenge. And for many of you, that is important to you. You feel like you're just doing jobs and things that you like don't feel happy about. You know, you're not even sure if you're going to university for the right thing right now. You're not sure what you meant to do. We have three keys that will help you unlock that answer for you. And if you're inside of the Thrive community, you know that we have these challenges monthly. And today's day two, go on in there and catch up with the sisters and see what they are saying. And um, today we released uh, key number two. Yesterday was key number one. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Thrive Muslim is a private community that we open once a year, usually during Ramadan. Now we're thinking of maybe opening up um, towards November when we are going to have some amazing deals coming because we know uh, Black Friday is going to approach and women always look for um, amazing life-saving deals then. So we're thinking of doing a quick 24 to 48 hour open up, but if that is not your cup of tea and you feel like, no, 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 I need that right now, either way, DM me on Instagram. We'll chat about it. We'll figure out how we could possibly get you in. But um, at the end of the day, we are doing that challenge. Do not miss it, right? Number two, book club. Get on the list. It's starting September 26th, most likely. And inshallah, visit ta'ala. So far, you guys have voted for an absolutely amazing book. Absolutely classic and cannot wait to do that with you um inshallah bismillah the time of it the book and all that get on the list and you will get to choose what you want before we finalize that and lastly the marriage boost class that we have to help fix your marriage um, to learn how to get married and to have a very healthy marriage by the quran and sunnah within 30 days to get it all together and decide what you need to do if you're 
putting you know, the time in and maybe it's time up for your marriage or maybe you feel like you just need the tools and you would have a better marriage. We're going to give them to you, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. And we're starting with the free class on that on October 19th to get you started on your journey with improving your marriage. All right. So I just wanted to let you know those updates and inshallah, bismillah ta'ala, we're going to dive right into the podcast content. So today we're going to be talking about finances. Finances is really tricky because it's something like we um, assume are you know related to Islamic law. Can I make this decision and that decision? And that is absolutely true. <laughs> you have to know the fiqh of things, the Islamic rulings and jurisprudence. But we're not going to go into all that today. We're going to go into some very basic things. And if you have particular situations, I suggest, as usual, that you go to a scholar because we need to get less used to, um, depending on podcasters and Instagrammers and Facebook keepers and all that stuff, for these questions that our scholars have studied their entire life to answer. They are the ones to go to. But for today, we're definitely going to give you some information on how to handle your financial difficulty and how you can increase your wealth and bring more abundance, as they say, but not the type of abundance they talk about, the non-Muslims regarding this, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but at the end of the day, what you should be doing um, in response to your challenges right now, inshallah. Sound good? All right, let's go. So the first thing I want us to remember, and I'm going to give basically um, three tips for like the money situation and just handling um, your particular situation. I'm going to give you three little, not tips, more like reminders first. And then I'm going to give you six steps that you should be doing right now to get into it. So to help yourself. So just three quick teeny reminders and then six things you could do to help your situation. All right, deal. So number one is you have to remember, I know we know this, but it's something we struggle with when we're struggling, right? It makes perfect sense. There's nothing wrong with you that you feel this way, but you got to snap yourself out of it. You got to remind yourself, like I have to remind myself that Allah is in control. And we know that Allah is in control because there is no one else in control, right? And it might feel like the whole world is out of control right now. There's a pandemic, right? Do you think Allah doesn't know there's a pandemic? Well, why, why isn't he doing something? Do you think he's not doing something? Yeah, I don't think he's doing something. Astaghfirullah. Of course he is. We don't know the Ghaib sisters. We don't know how Allah is moving in the heart, in the mind, in the situation of every single individual. We get caught up in the news. We get caught up in the hype. We get caught up in the stress of it. Don't. Allah is in complete control. He made this entire world. If Allah moved the earth just one inch closer to the sun, not even an inch, probably less, we would all burn up and die. If he just moved it one inch at his free will away from the sun, we would all freeze to the death and die. Like, I'm not saying it to be morbid. I'm saying it because I need to remind us of how fragile and delicate this universe is and how it is in perfect harmony, instrumental harmony by the Hala way, of course, of everything spinning and moving and turning and all the, the birds buzzing and they're pollinating. I mean, excuse me, they're getting their stuff and the bees are pollinating and the, you know, like the flowers are blooming or dying at perfect sync. Like everything is highly complicated. And he's running it all without our help, all right? I know we feel like, you know, maybe things are out of control, but they're not. That's just something Shaitan wants us to feel. Number two, related to your job situation. Same thing. I want you to understand, 
your job situation is in Allah's control if you're doing the right thing. You're like, I'm putting in job applications. It's not working out. Or I have this boss right now. He's doing X, Y, Z to me. I'm afraid. They're threatening my livelihood. They're threatening my position. They're threatening. Oh, I've been there, done that. <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, you have heard me a lot of that. I've had a lot of fitna related to working. Everybody has theirs. Some people it's like hell. Some people it's this. Because I'm a person that I have a couple degrees. I've held very high positions. A lot of you guys know if, um, and I say this because there's career women out there and I just want you to know, like no matter how many degrees you have, <laughs> challenges arise, right? So I have a couple of masters and things and I'm going into spaces where I'm getting successful and I'm getting higher. And then I get to the point where I'm working for like multi-million dollar nonprofits run by non-Muslims. And I'm even doing some run by Muslims and Saudis. And like, I'm doing all different types of things that I thought were going to be amazing things. I'm reaching the top. I'm having all types of awesome offers. But guess what, guys? With every challenge and every offer and everything comes you figuring out if this really aligned with your core beliefs. So if you're in a job right now, you're like, you know what? My boss is telling me to do something I don't feel comfortable about in order for me to return to work. Don't return to work. What am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. My livelihood, my kids, I'm a single mother. Listen, at the end of the day, you have to explore your options. And I'm going to get into that later on. Most of us, we do not like change. We do not like change. It scares us to pieces, right? And when things are new and moving around and transitioning, we feel out of whack. Like me right now, personally, I feel out of whack. Let me tell you why. I'm highly organized but I feel out of whack. Why? Because it's the beginning of the school year. I'm transitioning into a new routine. I have like a different situation with my kids this year. So the timings are different. We have a lot of team members. As you guys know, we've been expanding here at Mindful Muslima. I don't know what we have now, maybe like a team of 15 or something or 20. And I'm constantly bringing on new people, which means changing positions, changing um, the way we do things. You have to be agile in life right? So you have this time of transition where you're like, whoop, feel a little funky right now. And then you say, okay, okay, what do I need to do to make this feel more comfortable for myself? Get real with yourself. Like, what do I need to do right now to not feel anxiety every morning when I wake up and drive to work? What do I need to feel, to not feel like in my house, like I'm just like a mess and everything's a mess. And, and I'm like, you know, bickering with everyone in the house or screaming at the kids or like whatever it is. Like, what do I need to do? Get to the bottom of you. For me, it meant, oh, you know what? I realize there's a lot on my plate. I need some help. If I had a little help, oh, I don't have any immediate help. Well, is that true? Is that really true? Could I find some help? Could I figure it out? Are there other options? Have I explored all my options? No, not really, if I'm really honest. So let me do that. Let me go start searching. Let me make the to Allah to help me to find the right people, to find the right resources. Like if it's you looking for a job, to find the right job, to find what would let me be a good Muslim and still provide for my family. Like we have to get into the idea that change will happen. And that's okay. And and we like to stay cozy and comfortable, as you guys know from our emotions course. So many of you guys are in our course that will reopen um, in November um, for the people who didn't get a chance to get in. In November, inshallah, bismillah, it's probably like, I don't know, maybe the 20-something, we're going to offer that. And I know so many of you are like, please, right now, I need guidance on how to control my anger. I need guidance on how to control this anxiety that I have. By the way, we're probably going to come out with a huge free class on mastering anxiety, especially in this time of um, the world. So we're probably going to end up having two free classes in November. We're very excited about that. The traditional one we have where we explained how your mind works, 
so you can control it, which so many of you guys have taken. And another one that's going to be brand spanking you all about how to control anxiety and feelings of anxiety when you're having those, right? And it's like kind of feels like you feel so upset and worried and afraid and you don't know why. And we know how that feels and we want to stop that for you. So you'll see that coming in November. But for now, what I want you guys to know related to finances is that you have to understand that you could be in a period of your life where one chapter is closing and another needs to open. All right. And that is something that happens to all of us. And that's not a bad thing. All right. Last piece of advice. So the last piece of advice I want to give you is one that you will only relate to and you will only get once you've experienced the full scope of a less dependent without his plan and trusting his plan with full trust in order to feel at ease. Because here's the thing. If you're just trying to figure in your own mind how to figure out your situation, you're never going to figure it out without Allah's help and without Allah's trust in his plan. Like right now you're like, oh my gosh, my world's falling apart. My bank account's like negative, you know, 105 or whatever it is. And I got this bill coming through for like $400. And you're going to feel like things are out of control and you can't do anything. Um, I tell women the same thing when they think about um, having new experiences in their life that are beneficial. And let me tell you something too. And, and this, this I'm throwing in as a bonus now. I wasn't even going to include this, but since we're touching on it, I find us as women, we are putting our money in the wrong places. I'm just going to call it out right now really quick, just really quick, because I think sometimes we think we don't have things that we, we do have. Like some of us, we're, we're truly struggling. So let me speak to those people. Like you've done it all. You've like squeezed every penny. And some of us, not so much, right? Like we think we're squeezing every penny, but we're driving to Starbucks or whatever else. Like, what do you guys have over there? Oh my gosh. I went to so many <laughs> places uh, that were British for coffee. My mind is like, come on. I know somebody's out there screaming at their car. Like it's this, it's, this. there's so many um, famous places for coffee in the UK. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's totally going to remind me of when I hang up the podcast, but I've been to so many of them, right? I'm thinking of something with Tom and something with something. Anyway, at the end of the day, you don't need to get that $5 coffee every day and then say, oh, I'm broke. I don't know why. Or, you know, get yourself a little muffin and get yourself a little whatever every day. Now, some of you guys feel like, well, I deserve it because like I do this and I do that. Well, that's cool. And you probably do. But if you're like suffering from money problems right now, it might be the season where you need to tighten up on that and not actually do that and make some coffee at home. I'm just saying like, or what if you're the person that just like has an Amazon click fetish, you know, those people who have like a million things in their cart, like every five minutes, it's only five bucks. It's only 10 bucks. It's only 12 bucks. Or maybe it's more, right? And you know it, right? Or maybe you're like clicking on Modernisa constantly or buying something from Ab or any of your other favorite store. Like you're constantly like, well, I don't actually have that sweater right now. Or, oh, you know, like I kind of could use this in the kitchen or, oh, this book looks really good. Or, oh, these shoes and this purse are gonna sell out. And if I don't get it now, whatever you want to tell yourself. But when it comes to problems with money, I, we have to also get a little real on where our money is. A lot of people don't budget because it is painful to look at the numbers. Nobody wants to open up their bank account and see how many purchases they made on Amazon and own up to them. So let's just keep it real. If you have a money problem, you might also want to explore why you have a money problem. You might think, oh, the rent is high. This is that. My job doesn't pay enough. That could be true. But are you being as responsible? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will ask us about every penny. And if it was spent mindfully or wastefully or lustfully, you get me? And if we want the help of Allah, you got to get real on that stuff. So if you have been doing that stuff, it's okay. You're not the worst person in the world. I think we've all been there as women. We just have to maybe say today is enough is enough. Starting today, I'm going to like curb 
my situation. I'm not going to get coffee five days a week. Um, I'm going to get it two days a week. Treat yourself. Beginning of the week, end of the week, midweek, you know, you're having a rough week, whatever it is, just treat yourself. I'm not saying to cut it completely. I don't think that's realistic. I'm saying just make it for special occasions or something, something, and then put in a plan to have the coffee at home. I'm just giving you an example. Coffee might not be your thing. You'd be like, I'm a total tea drinker, sis. Where are you talking about the tea sisters? So I got you too. Whatever it is, sis, that you do, right? Or maybe it's your bubble tea that you're getting, you know, or with your boba and all that stuff like that. Like whatever, I got you there too. We're on that stuff too. But you have to kind of like ask yourself, am I really in a tight fix or am I kind of contributing to it a little? Right. So the last part I was saying to you, the third reminder of, until I got on my my um, my Amazon and coffee rant is that sometimes you have to also understand that once you trust a less dependent with Ayla, you know what it feels like to get that help. And it's a lot easier. So if you've never done a trust fall with the law, you know, there's trust falls you your friends where like they have to stand behind you and you have to fall back and hope they don't drop you. But then sometimes they do because they're friends and they think it would be funny, right? A lot doesn't do that stuff. Right? A lot doesn't do that stuff. You do a trust fall with the law, which means a law, I don't really want to do this, but I know you probably have called me in the Quran to do this, or I know you've called me in the Quran to do this, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust you. And then you go fall full in, full in, and trust a law and don't get tempted and don't do this and don't do that and don't fall back on your word and whatever that means for you in your situation. When you do that thing, you actually trust like the way all oh, you hear all the scholars and the sheikhs on youtube like, you actually do that stuff you see you see a lot come for you and support you and give you rizq and help in ways you never imagined so i suggest that you try a trust fall if you never have in your life with the financial situation and how can you do that well i'm gonna about to tell you because i have six tips for you to help um hopefully increase your wealth and bring more abundance, as they say. But not with these positive affirmation-ish, that nonsense that diminishes Allah's role that people use out there. And then I know there's this whole like, what is that when they say like, um, you have to, you know, bring something into your life by having, you know, like these these affirmations in the morning. Like that's, that is so not Islamically aligned. And let me tell you why. There's nothing wrong with positive talk. We're big on positive talk here. We're big on, you know, first thing you say in the morning, what should you say to yourself? But this stuff they're talking about, law of law, law of attraction or you know, all that stuff, that is diminishing Allah's role in your success. That is saying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is astaghfirullah, it is not even credited for that success. You know, the law of the world and, and, and everything attracted to you came like astaghfirullah. This is be careful of this um, shirk-ish type behavior, okay? That's all I'll call it. So anyway, at the end of the day, I have something way better that is going to work way better, and inshallah, bismillah ta'ala, get you um, some of that help. So the first thing, actually, it's, it's five points I lied. It's not six. I'm sorry, I misnumbered. But they're still really, really powerful points that if you just do even one of them, I suggest all of them, but if you could just do even one or two of them, walking away from the podcast, that would be awesome, all right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which I want you to know, would not have left us without help, right? All we have are gifts and rizq. Look at the birds, how Allah takes care of them and how they don't reap or sow or anything and Allah provides for them. We were born naked sisters and helpless and Allah provided for us. He gave us parents to care for us and all these types of things. And when we leave this earth, we will leave naked and to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All we have is the way that we're doing things. All we're going to be judged on is the way that we're doing things. So how are you handling your money situation, sister? Let me give you five little tips 
on how you can handle it in a way that will bring you more wealth and um, and will increase your situation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you can be in a good position to get his help. First of all, you can, number one, give thanks to Allah. I don't even give thanks to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right now, I'm struggling. I'm telling you I have a problem. You want me to be like, oh, alhamdulillah. Okay, here's the thing with alhamdulillah. Astaghfirullah. You're supposed to say alhamdulillah and mean it. But most of us say it because we know we're supposed to, or maybe we don't say it at all. Alhamdulillah. We're saying we're supposed to like alhamdulillah. Yes, it's, um, how's your work doing? Great. Alhamdulillah. I just lost my job. Alhamdulillah. You know, nobody's saying alhamdulillah and meaning it like that. Okay. You have to say alhamdulillah like this. Alhamdulillah. I lost my job, but Allah kareem. Allah kareem. He will provide for me. And I know as long as I stay vigilant, looking for a job, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. Allah knows best for me. Allah knows best that job wasn't for me. Allah knows best. Maybe there was a situation in it. Subhanallah. Let me give you an idea of a personal situation for me and that happened. Um, right before the pandemic, I was asked to do something very important and do some very important work. And I started to do this work with this particular group. And something happened where there was a very, very strange situation with the particular leader of the, the, the group. And it was becoming, and I was very excited about the, the, the work because I like to do this type of work, but something was off. And in the end, there, I, I ended up removing myself from the situation because I felt it wasn't right. Something wasn't right. And I um, just feel it. I don't know how to say, I make a lot of istikhara. I pray to Allah, but I was kind of really bummed at the same time, not gonna lie, because I really wanted to do this thing. And I was like, wow, like this is, seems great for me great for our situation, something I love to do. And in the end, like, why is it not working? And why did Allah bring it to me then? I couldn't see the fullness of it. Let's just, I'm just saying it like that, right? But I know how to do, I know how to deal with the situation. I found it didn't align with me. I said, I trust you, Allah. My husband's like, you sure? I'm like, uh-huh, I could feel it. And I pulled out, okay? The pandemic comes maybe four or five months later. That place gets hit with madness, madness. People who are there, employed there, working with that situation in tears, um, in all kinds of bad issues, legal situations, um, that person turned on them and many of them are having lawsuits and um, there's all kinds of craziness there. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, Ya Rabb, you knew. You knew this was coming down the line. I didn't know. And for me, it was almost like, I'm like, why? I kept asking myself, like, but I know what to do. You don't ask why. As soon as I go, what? I go, what? What does Allah need me to know? What does Allah need me to do? Allah needs me to trust him. So sometimes you lose your job. Sometimes you have this crazy weird situation. And Allah knows better because there is something crazy coming down the pipeline that would have not been good for you, would have been very harmful. But when you force yourself to stay and you compromise your beliefs and you go anyway, like, who are you proving anything to? You're just going to go there and suffer. So I need you to be a little bit more mindful, a little bit more trusting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my first advice to you is when you're getting all stressed out and you're focusing all this negative nonsense that's you know making you feel horrible, go focus on something else. <laughs> like everything you do have. I told you. Alhamdulillah, I lost my job. No, alhamdulillah, we still have our health. Alhamdulillah. You know, Allah has something better planned for us. Alhamdulillah, um, you know, we're still have uh, food to eat and a roof over our head and this and that. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Alhamdulillah. And you go to Allah every day because why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, when you show gratitude, 
because that's what we're talking about right here, sisters. Get yourself a little gratitude journal in the morning if you feel horrible. Oh, Allah, thank you for this. You're going to start off with some baseless, empty stuff you say. And not let's just keep it real. In the beginning, you'll be like, thank you a lot for my house. Thank you a lot for my food. Thank you. It's going to be like that, okay? Because when we don't feel good, that's how we come out. We come out not giving real gratitude. And even when we say it, and I'm not giving like, astaghfirullah, like if somebody really means that and they write it, alhamdulillah. But I'm talking to the people who say it, but they're kind of like forcing themselves to do it. I want you to go deeper than that. Thank you a lot for my husband who's been incredibly supportive. Thank you for my mother who's been helping me with the kids. Thank you for the fact that that daycare person that I have to drop my kid off to, she actually respects what I ask her to do for my child. Like get a little deeper, like go a little deeper. And if, if none of those things resonate with you, I'm sure there's other things that resonate with you. My point is there is beautiful gifts in there that Allah has given us. We need to give him credit, All right? So that's number one. And number two, increase, and oh, sorry, number one, the reason you're doing that is obviously because we should. But Allah says, when you increase in your gratitude, I will increase you. I will increase you in everything about your situation. So you want more money. You want more of this. You want more of that. Now, you're not going in there with the niya of, well, Allah said, if I do this, he's going to give me more money. Oh, come on, guys. Allah is saying, if you have ikhlas, if you have sincere gratitude, if you are really, truly thankful, oh, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you in ways you cannot imagine. So find your sincere place. Let's get out of our, like, just doing it because I, it's robotic. There are beautiful things in our tradition that are incredibly powerful and helpful. Number two, increase in your good deeds. And he will also promise to increase you. This is how the Quran says. So increase in your good deeds. I want you to go and say any opportunity. If it's just being a little nicer to your husband, if it's just like being a little easier with your mother-in-law, put yourself in a position where you are doing good to wipe out the, the sins you could be doing. And obviously also, this is like a no-brainer, stop sinning, right? So if you're like doing crazy stuff, binge watching, looking stuff on your phone that you shouldn't watch, this is just a little bonus tip. Like stop sinning because when you're when you're sinning, okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not gonna bring you the same help as when you're not sinning. So we need his help. Put yourself in a good position. Don't don't talk out your mouth two ways, right? Don't be like, thank you, Allah, bismillah, and then go like watch something on your phone that you know is ayib, you know is so inappropriate, right? Like let's let's be Allah Allah Kareem, sisters, Allah Allahu Alam, right? So increase your good deeds and Allah will increase you. Um the next one, number three, seek out solutions. Seek out solutions and educate yourself on your options. See, here's the thing. A lot of times we get really um, upset about stuff. So like one time my husband was upset and about something with his, my husband owns, um, you know, two businesses. And he was really upset about something happening. And he's like, oh, you know, this is a situation. And I just, because I could see he felt bad. He didn't actually complain to me. Men don't really complain. They just usually like sit there and they just like stare at the wall and they have tons of thoughts. I'm like, what's going on? Are you okay? What's wrong? And he's like, well, you know, I have this situation, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, if you struggle to talk to your husband and get him to talk to you, that is a, a typical thing of women. There's a way to do that. Okay. Like I told you, when I go to do the marriage boost class, and the entire program that we're going to have that teaches women how to like attract your husband, help him to talk to you, feel more in love with you, feel more attracted to you. We have many, many things by the Quran and Sunnah, many beautiful tools that women do not know. When I was taught them, I was like, does that really work? And sometimes you're like, really? And then I did it and it works. So my husband and I, we have a very good relationship and he's able to talk to me because I use these things. And those are the things, FYI, that I will be sharing in Um, We'll start with whatever the free class that gets you into like the start of it. But I'm telling you, it is something that is going to change your dynamics. So I'm talking to him and I'm saying like, okay, um, 
how like is your situation? He's telling me all about it. And then I said, well, have you looked into this? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, have you looked into that? He's like, no. I'm like, so what is your biggest concern? He's like, I feel really worried about this. I said, well, why do you feel worried about it? He's like, well, I'm not sure what'll happen if this happens. I go, well, is there a way for you to find out what'll happen if that happens? He's like, yeah, I guess I could ask a lawyer. Or I guess I could look into the rules about this. I said, well, have you done that? He's like, no. I said, well, you're sitting there getting anxious about stuff you're not sure. I had a woman the other day, another sister, who had a marriage issue, same thing. She has a problem and she's going through an ugly divorce. And she said, well, I'm not sure because, you know, this could happen and he could do this to me and that might happen. And I said, but have you consulted with a lawyer to find out what's the worst and best thing that could happen? No. I said, okay, so wouldn't that help you feel better to know? Because we're living on like, I'm not sure what might happen. Do you have that? Do you have that right now with your money situation? Why don't you go and educate yourself? That's what I do. Educate myself on my options. Google, there's tons of stuff. Consult a lawyer, consult an accountant, consult somebody who knows, okay? Get it. It will make you feel better. A lot of our anxiety sometimes is, is running through scenarios that may or may not happen. And that brings us into the emotional piece, which I'll mention right here again as a bonus tip. Um, your brain is going to get you to remember the worst things over and over again. It's going to put your mind in the worst case scenario. You might lose your job and then you might, you know, you might end up homeless and then what with your kids and then you're not going to be able to get the tuition paid and then you're going to, and part of it is Shethan. I think we all know the West West of Shethan, but part of it is also your mind. And we forget that part of mental health has to do with the way our mind works. And you guys know, like I said, the people who in our emotions program where we teach people how to um, master your emotions that the first thing we teach you, and we go into it in the free class that's going to come out again in uh, November, is that your mind works a particular way. It's part of your biology. It's part of your biology. It's always going to make you remember the most stressful thing again and again and again. It's literally programmed that way because it wants you to be careful. It's actually trying to help you. It's not really helping you. It's actually making you stressed out. It's like, <laughs> it's like that friend that's like, Oh, did you ever fix that bad situation you have? Did you ever fix that bad situation you have? You know, what about that bad situation? You're like, I know about the bad situation. I think about it all day. Thank you for reminding me again. Like, it's like, it's like, it thinks it's helping you, but it's just stressing you out. Like that's your brain. Your brain's like, um, this might happen. Don't forget what happened last time. Oh, but what if it happens again? Like, it's just doing that and it's on replay. So you wake up every day like, ah, right. And that's what we teach women how to stop, how to like turn that off. It actually is, how do, is that a word? turn offable. I don't think so. I know it's not. I'm just joking. But like, I'm just saying it, it's actually like a light switch. You could turn it off, but most people don't. And then you have an annoying record playing in your head about all your problems. So part of it is thought, but part of it is mental health. You have to actually know how to turn that off. If you want more information on that, you can DM me. You guys know for, for everything you can DM me. We also do free 15 minute calls. So I do consultation calls all the time. If any of this stuff is resonating with you and you just want to like throw some ideas, get some feedback, I have 15 minute calls. I have 45 minute calls. This is all that we do. Because when I was 10, 15 years ago, I ended up having a teacher, mentor, and Allahu Alam, may Allah reward her, may Allah increase her, may Allah give her jannah for those. If she was not there for me to answer these questions, I do know, no, I do not, I do know actually probably what I would do. I would take some really bad advice from some random friends who are not even on the straight path because I wouldn't have anyone else to ask. Or maybe I wouldn't even ask for help and I would just keep suffering. So she gave me some incredible advice, which I give to women all the time till this day. 
And then she still gets reward for that. Isn't that amazing? I'm so happy for her that she gets all that reward and she doesn't even know. She goes to sleep every night and she's just like raining in, in rizq. So mashallah, all the hasanat she's getting. And the same thing for you. When you get good advice, you share it with other people. It's hasanat for you too. So share this podcast if you feel it would help a sister that would have a, they're stressed over finances. You are not the only one. You are not the only one. People aren't talking about it because they're embarrassed about it. See, the finance situation, we don't talk about it. So maybe you're on a WhatsApp group and you know there's some sisters on there that need it, but you're like, hey, hey, for anybody who might be having a money problem, you know, here's a new podcast that I just heard. It really um, had me thinking, you know, it, it may, maybe it'll help some of you guys. Just wanted to share. Fizbillah, click. And you could share this link to anybody. My point is sometimes people don't ask for help. Most time people don't ask for help but they could use it. Rasulullah even spoke about the people who ask, like who beg, you know, they said that usually the people who um, who really need it the most, they, they don't even ask for help because they're so shy. They have so much higher, right? But but we, we don't need to be like that. Ask for help, sisters. Ask. It's allowed for you. Rasulullah used to encourage it for us to ask for help. So we have to, um, you know, in terms of like nasiha and advice, I'm here. We have 15-minute calls, 45-minute calls. The link is down below in the notes, or you can DM me on Instagram at Mindful Muslima, and I'll be happy to help you. Okay, let's just give you the last one. Um, check your prayer. So right now you're having a lot of problems. Usually it makes people not want to pray. It makes people not want to make God. I'm just going to keep it real. It makes people not want to do those things because they feel so horrible. But that's, you got to flip the script. That's actually like the first thing you have to do. Check your prayer. Do it on time. Do it with complete hoshua, complete focus. If you don't know how to do it, I have like podcasts from maybe Ramadan where I teach you how to have more hoshua. There's so many things on this podcast. I'm telling you, scroll back, scroll back after this one. We have 200 and something episodes, which is like 200 and something topics of advice. You'll find a gem in everything I'm telling you. And if you have something that we don't have, DM me. Women do it all the time. Let me know what you want and I'll make it. How do you think I get all these topics? They're actually ones that you guys have given me, like 95% are from you guys. Only 5%. Every once in a while, I'm like, hmm, I think maybe somebody might need this one. Somebody asked me about finances. You see that? And now you're getting a podcast on finances. And you're like, Jazakul Khair, make da'a for that sister right now. May Allah increase her. May Allah give her rizq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease her suffering. Right? Amin ya rabbal alameen. And all of you as well. And for yourself. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Say amin for yourself. Okay, so here's the thing. You have to check that stuff first. Get it in check. If, if, it's, if you're slacking, don't beat yourself up about it. You're right. Just get back in the game. Okay, Allah, make astaghfar, make tawbah, get back in the game. Starting today. Don't even wait till tomorrow. Today. Boom. Fix it. Oh, but at work, it's hard for me to pray. Find a situation, sister. I had one sister on another call. She had a problem. She's like, well, I can't pray. I can't pray in time because of work. So I double up and I triple up when I get home. Haram. Now, here's the thing. Go to a sheikh if you have a particular situation that really, really is unfixable. But many times it is. 